But supposedly now he, he's got some allegations going on in the UK. Again, international cheeks. Grabbing nuts. Grabbing nuts. We, we gotta get you out of there. International cheeking it up. He was doing a lot of wild politician corrupt, corrupt nasty, diabolical shit. There's just there's just a lot of absolute My name is Keon, aka Almighty the DJ. See, this shit is getting a little, shit getting a little crazy here. And my name is Earl Lonnie Hooks. A very, very special thanks to everybody that will be joining us today on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple, as well as YouTube. And please do not forget to follow us at ALW Pod on Instagram. The God in me honors the God in each and every one of you see this one says second kevin spacey sexual assault accuser dies in a year so by so, there, so there was so there was another there was another one was it by suicide that died uh a I, mysterious I car crash yeah see that, uh, dude i don't even know oh there was a third individual reported dead in february okay this isn't this year again this is old but Although the circumstances surrounding that case warrant separate consideration, Linda Culkin was hit by a car and killed in February mm. after spending 51 months in a federal prison for harassing, stalking, and threatening Spacey after a former patient alleged that the actor had assaulted him. So there were like three people that died that accused Kevin Spacey of assaulting people. Ain't heard from Kevin Spacey in a long time. He ain't got much to say these days. Now, again, you didn't watch House of Cards, but House of Cards was a great show, and he really sold it. And I believe, I just got done watching Ozark, and then after Ozark, there was like a farewell to Ozark that was like 30 minutes long. And those things are really pretty cool, especially if you liked whatever show you were watching, like you Mm -hmm. really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. And this one was good till the... The whole way through, mm-hmm. the the ending was awesome. Like it was satisfying. Like they did it all. The show was fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. So you like see the behind the scenes and what the people are like and how they do the setups and how that who comes on to direct and what the writing is like and the creative brilliant minds of all the people that come together to make the best stories for, you for know, us. I've always thought it was really interesting how shows have more than one direct they'll have someone direct an episode and then someone else direct like two other episodes it's very it's fat i know i was thinking the same thing like they'll like because jason bateman isn't he's been in like he was like one of those child stars like he's been in this game like his whole life pretty mm-hmm. much so acting just is it's it's what he does now he just lives and breathes it and i think he's been directing for a long time too mm-hmm. and he came on started directing this working with great writers and sometimes he would take a step back and they would just get an, uh, another actor that had never, I think, I forgot what her name is, but it's but it's Wendy. It's the woman that plays on there. I think he directed um, The Outsider, too. Yeah, he did. He yeah, because, you know, he was only in like the first, what, three episodes, maybe? And, right, right, so, right. Exactly. Yeah. But to just get an actor on the show that's never directed and then everyone encourages her, hey, just come, come direct this. Come direct yeah. this episode real quick. Like, it's just like a real fun, loose thing. But you know that you're creating something great. Yeah. But at the same time, you're just like, hey, come direct this episode real quick. Yeah, but I, I have to imagine that the writers and producers 
producers, they kind of get a feel for what they want the episode yeah. to be like. So they'll have someone that they feel like can, can, you know, can do be that true for to them. That. Exactly. You yeah. know, really bring what it is that they're, what they've got here to light. That's exactly you know? what they talked about. Because again, they, they have a writing, they have a theme, they have a certain way that they shoot the angles in the, in the, you know, a certain way that they take color out to give it an eerie feel. Yeah. Like all yeah. different sorts I, of stuff like this. So. I've never, I've probably watched maybe one or two episodes of Ozark. Yeah. But I just have this, this uh, picture in my mind of like that kind of like bluish grayish. Yeah, look exactly. That they use quite a bit. Exactly. Yeah. that. Exactly that. And so everyone that watches the show and then they, you talk with the writers and the other directors and you're on the set, yeah. you get a feel for what's going on. Yeah. So, you know, as a director, you just can't take that shit left and make it look like Willy Wonka. <laughs> like you, you gotta, you gotta stay yeah. true to it. But it, but you're right. That is interesting. It's like, and, and I was watching it with the lady. She, I was like, I wonder why they do that. Cause I was thinking the same, I said the exact same thing you did. And she was like, well, I think it would make sense as long as you know, these other directors are extremely talented. You've mm -hmm. seen their work. And what's interesting is cause I'm not off this Kevin Spacey thing mm -hmm. is one of the people that they got, I think to work on this last season, uh, her name is Robin, Robin Wright. Mm -hmm. And she is Claire from house of cards. She's the wife. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. So it's, She's like, I think that you would want fresh eyes. I think you would want someone to just come and has fresh eyes about what it is that's going on that here. So, so it doesn't stay too stale or or too much of the same thing. Right. There's a theme that you're going for and a feel you're going for. But sometimes I think you just want another creative to come around and sort of rattle yeah. the cage a little bit. You want to stay on the general track. But as you're moving along, you don't mind just kind of grabbing a couple things here yeah. and there. You know I, I, yeah, I think that that's what great art is probably about. Like you, there's, I mean, again, that's what's amazing about art in general to me is that there. So there's like unfathomable amount of ways to do things. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that they're all good. Because mm -hmm. a lot of times I think that they're way more just in generally in life, way like more terrible ways to do something than there are right ways of doing it. And then but even on top of but, that, those terrible things, they may not work for that particular instance. Right. But those terrible things could work really really good and, exactly. and in another way in another lifetime on another set right with, with another director and right. another cast or another cast yeah. exactly yeah and that's that's with another story that's exactly <laughs> what it is because just just for instance before we get into that stuff is you and i come on we do this podcast this is our our medium of art at this moment mm -hmm. at this particular moment now i was going back and cutting out all these different reaction shots so that I could, you know, spruce up the YouTube page a bit. Right. Right. And I'm going back and I'm looking at all these different conversations with all these different people for a, a lot of episodes. I probably did this thing for like th over 30 episodes. Right. And I'm going back and looking at all this different stuff and all the fun we're having, all the like the deep conversation, the crying, the all this different sort of stuff. And. Depending upon who's there and who you're working with, it's just it's going to be a whole different thing. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a whole different feel or depending upon which I've seen what our energy levels are right. or what we happen to be dealing with outside of the pod that right. leaks into the art. Right. Like it, it, it all it all changes. So it's it's one of those <clears throat> things that it seems good to have some level of structure 
And at the same time, you also have to have room to to spread your wings. I mean, that's what keeps everything fresh. Yeah, it gives yeah, a freshness yeah. to it. You yeah, know what I'm like you, you got you have to be able to do both of those things yeah. at once. Now, I've, I've usually erred on the side of being more artistically limber, mm-hmm. right, and not nearly as structured. But from some someone or something that I heard from someone recently, you would be that person to me. What, they what said, exactly? they said something that I like about the podcast, especially when you and Keon are doing your thing, is the fact that your mind, Earl, it works quite divergently. Mm-hmm. You're quite a lateral thinker. And one thing makes you think of 10 things. And then you start, you know, hopping around and grabbing a bunch of stuff and weaving it together in mm-hmm. some weird way but it ends up making sense mm-hmm. along the way you just have to listen right but it's mm-hmm. it's very creative and artistic it's imaginative right it's sort of out there it's right. loose it's limber like i said it's flexible right and you're more of a convergent thinker like you you keep things on track mm-hmm. more than i guess i do right 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 and so there's sort of that balance there and i guess that 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 makes for some decent conversation. I guess so. Right. As opposed to two people that are like me <laughs> and stuff is going all over the place all the right. time. And it makes complete sense to me. Right. And maybe that other version of me. Mm-hmm. Right. But it could be, I could lose people along the way if it's just me and me. Okay. Right. Yeah. And that if it was just you and you, like there wouldn't be enough spice right. added to things. Right. So I, I guess, so you see I what I'm saying? saying. Right, right. So that's so that's kind of <clears throat> no. It's I guess you you know there's balance with everything. You gotta have balance with everything. You what know, is philosophy. There's a lot. You know, we there's like we. You've obviously been doing a lot of research on uh, Twitter lately, and you've come oh, yeah. across a lot of different podcasts where you oh, feel like oh man, all these pods are you know kind of just about one thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Versus, but I guess you know with the way that your mind works, it kind of sets the pod up to kind of work in that light as well, even though I think in general, we both just didn't really want this to be a pod about something. We wanted this to be a pod about a lot of things. Well, yeah. I mean, it opens I, the spectrum. That you know? it, it does. And, and that's the whole thing about like creating something like when you're trying to put together a business model for something, you're looking, and this is what I was saying to Mikey in the chat, you're looking because we, we definitely have to talk about this, this Twitter thing. Right? Okay. <laughs> The this, rabbit hole. Listen, listen to me talk about it. This Twitter thing. Remember the most that time? popular social media app in the world. <laughs> and speaking of this Twitter thing, I haven't forgot about the Kevin Spacey thing, which is going okay. to take me to the Elon Musk thing. All right. Okay, but let's just do Twitter first for a second. Okay, so here's the thing. Remember that time that I came in here, and I think I was out there on the deck. I was smoking some weed. I was high, hmm. and Duty had those shoes on. Yeah, the, uh, the moon. They had like the moon. Yeah, it was like some yeah, smoky. Some sort of I looked looking. at it. It looked like it was smoky. You could also say it looked moon craterish. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So it was like gray, black, white, yeah. but it looked sort of like a smoke. And I think the soul was kind of like the soul a rocky looked like looking, con- yeah, it looked like concrete. A, yeah, 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 yeah. And then not even in that, but in the concrete looking soul. It looked like there were like nail, nails drilled into the sides of yeah, it or something like divots. that. Yeah, like little divots, exactly. Yeah. And and so they were like protrusions uh-huh. on the end of them that looked like something was exactly mm-hmm. inserted into it. And I'm looking at it. I'm high, first of all. And I'm looking at these shoes 
And I'm like, damn, but like, and I, you know, I don't be, I don't usually do this, but I was looking at him. I was like, damn, some shoe appreciation. I was like, nigga, I'm just fire. Like, <laughs> I was like, I ain't gonna lie to you, man. Like, I don't even get like this around shoes, and I would not wear them. <laughs> That's another thing that people have to learn to do is appreciate something that ain't for you. Uh-huh. Like, I could never see myself wearing those yeah. shoes with my, like, wardrobe. Like, I, no, I, <laughs> like, <laughs> you have to be able to do that. I can't tell you how many times I've seen, like, Kanye West wear some shit that yeah. I'm just like, man, that joke kind of cool. I would never put that on, though. <laughs> and that's just not for me. You know, I can't pull that off. I'm thinking of, like, <laughs> anything I've ever seen Kanye West wear and you inside of it. And it's, it's just not working. It's not working. Sort of like this sweater I got on right now. Like, this yeah. just long, kind of like, austere. Snigger, like, one and a half sleeves. <laughs> like, you know, it's just, like, it's cool, but I would not put it's that on. It's just not for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, that's definitely something you have to do. You got to be able to appreciate different people. And just the, just the variability of things in general and like what the individuality that people have and just what is for them mm-hmm. and not for you. Mm-hmm. And, ju- and and that's a beautiful thing about people in mm-hmm. art in general, that mm-hmm. that can really be the case. Like, man, that looks great on you. I would never even think about putting that on. Right. And like at all, but right. it works for you specifically. Yeah. I feel like that's a very cool thing. So, Yes, Twitter, the very the largest social media, you know, platform network, you know, whatever you want to call it, all these things above. And just like those shoes, which duty told me I ought to have started a YouTube page of, <laughs> of me looking at sneakers and commenting on them. Because there is something cool about someone that knows what the fuck they're talking about mm-hmm. commenting on something mm-hmm. that they know about mm-hmm. right like that's awesome you're getting an insight from a professional somebody that's been into something that's cool there's also something pretty cool about someone that knows nothing mm-hmm. about it at all mm-hmm. but they're just looking at it with just like the director coming into Ozark or whatever fresh eyes yeah like I, I haven't been here before I don't know how you guys work but I'm just going to look at this thing and just wrap my mind around mm-hmm. it as best I can. Mm-hmm. And so me looking at those shoes and describing those shoes to him and you <clears> at that time, he was like, I've never heard anyone describe shoes like that. Mm-hmm. I've never, and you don't even do sneakers. I've never heard anyone talk about my shoes like this before. Mm-hmm. Like, Cause most other people, you know so much that now the way that you describe stuff is going to be limited. Right. Because you're gonna be like, oh, those are the those joints with the with the jail soles and the that type of tongue and those laces, and that'll be as far as you go. Maybe it's linked to a basketball player or someone, and you'll be like, oh yeah, those are the those, those those, those are the them's, <laughs> those are the those. those, those are the them's. You know what I mean? Like they rock with those, whatever it is. So then now what you say is kind of limited about it. Uh-huh. But for someone that's coming in with a completely fresh mind, I don't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna say the things that it reminds me of. Mm-hmm clouds and smoke and concrete and nails so you have this very light uh i don't even know what that shit was made of up top but it just it was probably um i, w- I want to say it's called fly knit fly knit yeah. probably that seems like it just real light yeah like super kind of light thin very, material. very thin material yeah. very comfortable for your feet to be in i'm yeah. certain of it but then with the contrast of that and the soul that looks like concrete and nails. So now you have this very hard, 
infrastructure, this hard concrete infrastructure with this very light, you know, top to it. Like that's just awesome mm-hmm. to look at in general. And he's like, yeah, dude, I've never, I've never seen this before. That's the same way that I felt going into Twitter. Okay. I, I would always just post something on YouTube and just send it straight to Twitter. But I was never going into Twitter mm-hmm. and looking at things. Mm-hmm. Did you have a question you wanted to ask? No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. So I don't know how you would describe Twitter to someone or like what your thoughts about Twitter are right now. Um, If I had to describe Twitter in a very short way, I would say that it's just a mixture of a of memes, uh, mm-hmm. a cesspool of ignorance. <laughs> um uh-huh. All right. <laughs> Memes, a cesspool of ignorance. Uh, now, now I can really only describe my timeline. I right. don't know what anybody else's timeline looks like. Right. But memes, a cesspool of ignorance, um, sports. Right. Um, and yeah, probably I'm probably missing a few things, but those are probably the top three things. Some ignorant shit. So, so, memes, so this sports. is what your world looks like on there. Because this yep. is what you're describing. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm not describing it in full. Um, I mean, there's probably little bits and pieces of other things sprinkled in there. But those are honestly the first things that I come across. I and and to be honest with you, Twitter started doing this thing recently. Um, not recently, but they weren't always doing this where they start recommending things mm-hmm. that you, you know, that like that pages. You, yeah. Pages based on other pages that you looked at. Right. And a lot of times I got to hit the X like, I don't want to see this shit. Right. Like, right, the, right. No. Yeah. Get this out of here. It's the <laughs> algorithms at work trying, yeah. trying to gather more data from you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. To cultivate your world. Yeah. Like just cause I, Twitterverse. just cause I happen to look at one little rap article. Yeah. Now y'all throwing every, Thing rap and like I don't want to I don't need everything rap right, I just right, right. I just wanted to see that you know the, uh, yeah I feel you on that so okay so that's your thing I think that Mikey's assessment of it was pretty good which mm. is an ocean yeah 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 an ocean sure. or you could think space mm-hmm. right like anything outer vast. space anything vast yeah. right because it is whatever you make it very true. Just like he was saying, it's taken him 10 hard years to cultivate exactly the mixture <laughs> that he's looking for. So he knows when he goes into that space, it's it's exactly what he's looking for all the time. He's going to laugh or he's going to he's going to be informed by something that he's interested in. Something that he's looking for is going to be there. It's his own very uniquely cultivated space. Mm-hmm. And that's important mm-hmm. to, to note. One, because, and we'll talk a little bit about this, I'm certain, is because uh, this polarization, that's a hot term, right? Like a hot uh, buzzword, people call it in these days, because the the polarization that people feel is happening. Mm -hmm. You said it was polarized world, I think, the other day in the chat, yesterday in the chat, we were talking, right? Yeah. And I think that there is truth to that. I don't think that you can say that there isn't polarization. I think that a lot of times it's, it's overdone. I think a lot of time it's it's that's overanalyzed or it's over pushed, mm-hmm. right? That idea could be oversaturated because people say it a lot mm-hmm. and online it looks like that. But when it comes to boots on the ground, rubber hitting the ground, like we moving through the streets and having encounters with other people, 
I don't know what your world, you like your catered world, actual real life is like. But when I go out and I talk to people and I talk to people on the phone and I text them and through social media or whatever it is. So not social media, excluding social media. It's I don't find it that polarizing. Mm-hmm. You just you just pulled up and you saw me just talking to a guy out front. I just met this guy that's a, a professional pool player down the street, right? Neighbor, never met him before. We just had an awesome like 10 minute conversation. That was cool. Now, that's what most of my interactions are like. Like I don't usually get that weird angst in people and they're looking at me like they're trying to figure me out or <laughs> you know what I mean? Like am I on this side or that side or what can I say or what can't I? Like we're just having regular human interactions about whatever it is they're doing that day and what I'm doing that day or whatever we happen to be doing as a shared activity at the moment. Like it's never really that weird energy. And I think that that's a lot more of what's actually happening in real life. But when you look online with this, you said cesspool of ignorance-ness happening, then you can get a, a deeper feel that it's a whole lot more ripping at each other's throats yeah. than it actually and, may be. And it's actually that's actually what it's that's exactly what it is. Cause when I say a cesspool of ignorance, I'm talking about like there's everybody, everybody on Twitter is a genius. Everybody knows everything. Right. You know what I'm saying? Everyone everyone feels like they have to give their opinion mm. and that their opinion is valid. It is law. Right. That's what everybody they thinks. They got the answers. That's not what I think. Yes. Um because to be quite honest, to be quite honest, I do a lot more twatching than tweeting. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna be. That sounds wild, nasty, <laughs> wild, nasty. But I get what you're saying. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you do your thing. Go ahead, continue. <laughs> I do a lot. I do a lot more scrolling <laughs> on Twitter, please. Than I do super tweeting. Wild. <laughs> super wild. I would never use that again. Twatching. Never do it again. <laughs> never, ever, ever do it. It's Twitter watching. I'm watching. Like I'm I'm looking. I'm I using my eyes. I, I feel you. I feel you. You know, there's certain words that like people find nasty. Like, you know how like a lot of people, especially like women, find the word moist and nasty. <laughs> and like it, it which is which is funny, right? But like people find certain things nasty. People find the word pussy nasty mm-hmm. people like just like kind of vulgar and mm-hmm. weird i think that the word twat is not a beautiful name for vagina no but that but no, that is a word for like people use that like i don't think the word like cunt is like a cool word like i you would never hear me say right. those words yeah to describe a nah. vagina like nah, ever nah. in my life nah, nah or to call anyone that Ever no. in my, ever in my, but people do that. Yeah, but I'm I, sure they do. But I would never because that's just it's nasty. It's like we it's, don't. It's we, classless. That's just not how we operate. We yeah. don't walk around just using. We talked about just using demoralizing type of speech and yeah, words, right, right, Like right. a couple of pods ago. Yeah, like we're yeah, not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're, we're not walking around. You know, referring to different ethnicities as as this or as that, as, right. as things that they would prefer not to be called. Yes, you know what I'm saying. So that's just it's just not how we operate. Right. So <laughs> so my whole thing is that's what I hear when you say I'm twatching. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, ill. <laughs> what does your feed look like? Like that's pretty gross. But so I get it. I do a lot more scrolling yes. through Twitter yeah, and yeah. watching and looking than I do actual tweeting. Yeah. Um and. 
it's just when I say it's a cesspool of ignorance, you know, sometimes I come across something, something that I'm like, yeah, this, this is kind of a interesting something here. And I'll go into the comments and all it is, is a bunch of people just trying to it's just a bunch of it's a peeing contest, a pissing race mm. all the time. Just mm. people. Oh, well, no, if you do this and uh, well, no. Well, I know that if this is the right, this is. And I'm just like, why? Like, are, is it really that deep? Like, is it really that deep? Well, I mean, it, depending upon what it is we're talking about, like a lot of these things that have been going on in this past month, we'll talk about a lot of these things too. All the things that Mikey says, it's wild that this can happen yesterday uh-huh. or or that this thing can happen a few weeks ago in, in Buffalo, New York, uh-huh. right? And that's not the craziest headline of the month. That's like, true. Like what a wild American experience, well, right? I mean, half the time though, the stuff that I'm speaking about is not quite on even on that level. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. we're talking about very simple things that people just seem to have to argue about. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of, well, listen, so you're right. A lot of the times, no, shit ain't that deep. And a lot of times things are deep and it still doesn't warrant people to treat people the way that they do mm-hmm. or to have the <clears throat> conversations the way that they are. In a sense, I don't know if I should say it doesn't warrant it. It warrants a conversation. A lot of these things do. The point is that people don't know how to have them. Right. And that's that's really and, at the and heart I of the matter. I don't even know why they're trying to have them in a space like that. Because that's what if that's all you know? That sucks. Like what if like you don't have real Okay. So before we get on my take, my outside <laughs> go, you know, looking in take on Twitter now that I've spent a couple of days on it. The other day, Mikey said in the chat that he feels like Americans are not happy with themselves and that not all, but a lot of the issue is capitalism keeping up. We're not just pure capitalism, right? And having a free market, but just that people have this idea of comparing themselves to one another. Social media didn't necessarily you know, lend a hand towards walking away from that Mm -hmm. and that we want to keep up with the Joneses, Mm -hmm. right? If you've heard that old ass term, right? We want to make sure that we are standing next to this guy and we have at least what he have, but but it would be better if we have more. Everybody's too busy comparing themselves to the next person. And so, and so we don't live in a society where what's, what's most important is just, our health, mm-hmm. our sense of community, security. Like, like these are the things when I talked about Bhutan and the service that they give out to their uh, their populace on how happy they are. Mm-hmm. Like, what types of things are you asking? And they divide them into these types of things. Like, how secure do you feel? Now, keep this in mind. A lot of people feel like we need to have these things to be the best country. It depends on what you think the best country exactly. is. Like, exactly. Like, what does that mean? Does it mean having the biggest military and being able to just blow shit up whenever you want to and, like, keep war at bay? Like, okay, that could be a... You, could, you can take account for that. Like, we can take account for that. Like, having security means something. Now, you don't necessarily need to have that Right. So Bhutan, I don't know what their military looking like, but it ain't looking like ours. I know that. But I do know that people there are far happier than us. So that's something to take into account. 
we have a lot of things, a ton of technology, roads, buses, jets, all sorts of wild shit going on. Wild affluence, which I said to you the other day in the chat, it must look crazy from the outside looking into America. Like y'all niggas got it all and y'all act like this. Mm -hmm. How do you, how do we not look like the rest of the world or the rest of America sort of looks at people in Beverly Hills mm -hmm. in America? Like, how do we not look like the divas of the world? Like y'all have it all and y'all can play and y'all don't know how to handle it. Mm -hmm. Like y'all just run a fucking muck, mm -hmm. tearing shit asunder. You don't know how to treat asunder. each other asunder. Let's break that down for us. Uh, Just torn it into shreds, into pieces. In shambles. Shambles. Okay. Shred. Asunder. Asunder. Okay. Like, and so you guys don't know how to handle it. You have no sense of community. You have no sense of of real spirituality. You have no sense of like something grounding you all. You all are, are walking zombies. Like you, you, you're sleepwalking. Wake the fuck up. Like you have it, but you don't have it. Mm -hmm. Right? Like y'all got everything and you sad as fuck. So what, so what does that say about just attaining things? Now, Bhutan, there's a lot of gravel, a lot of dirt roads. They don't, they don't got all the, they don't got nearly the type of technology that they, that we have, mm -hmm. but healthcare is taken care of for them. <clears throat> if you're sick now, they don't got the doctors that we do, but if you're sick, they will take you most. And you, and you won't get a bill for half a million. No, <laughs> no. I told you, like I, like I said, if, if I have a heart attack and I go in and y'all hand me that bill. When I wake up, y'all got to put the heart attack back in me. <laughs> you put the heart attack back in me, bro. Like I got, like I'll have to deal with it. Like I'll have to, <laughs> I have to find another way because one, I don't know how that doesn't give me a second heart attack. <laughs> and two, like what, like, so I, I went to sleep and then I woke up and y'all handed me a bill for a quarter of a million dollars. <laughs> Just imagine that. What I I went to sleep and I woke up a quarter of a million in debt. Would you have rather them let you go into oblivion? I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. That's but I'll tell you what. I'd have to think about it. <laughs> I'd have to think about it because I don't want anyone else to be to have to deal with that stress. Like if I can't bear that weight, I don't want my family. But you or, know, then again, even if you did, even if you just died though. There's still some sort of bill at play here. I'm certain there's a bill to be paid. Oh, like someone still has to take care of that somehow. I mean, they you you oh. were in the hospital. They they spent time working so on like you a trying. So like a next of kin is gonna get hit with Possibly it somehow. Somewhere, somebody is gonna have to pay for that work that them doctors and nurses did. Now, I could be wrong. I don't know nothing about the medical yeah, field. Yeah, yeah, I'm just yeah, saying yeah. it kind of makes sense to me. Huh. That yeah, I'll have to look that up because I'm not quite certain because that would that would that would that would definitely be wild. But either way, these people in Bhutan are super happy. So most people own their own land. They don't have bill collectors after them all the time. They have a sense of community. People talk to one another. They raise children together. They think about death often, which I've talked about on here, because once you realize, once you truly let it settle in that at any moment, it could be a wrap. The more you think about that, the more you just start looking at your loved ones a little differently. The people you're spending time around, you just start looking at them differently. You just start like giving a fuck about what they have to say. Mm -hmm. 
Like you, you start talking from a different place in your heart. Mm-hmm. Like you just, it just, should just, your life gets a little different. I mean, I, also, I think that's something that you learn as you grow though as well. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? My, my dad, even, your dad is, is like that. My dad is like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're like, right. So you do learn it as you grow, but it helps if you have people around you that, that have that settled in yeah. the infrastructure and implementation of yeah. the way that they live. Yeah. So you can have that in certain subsets in certain divisions, certain factions of life, like people, our families, like we think about that. We have these conversations through this platform. The people that listen to this, they'll be thinking about that because they have me in their fucking ears right now through mm-hmm. this, through the speakers. Mm-hmm. Right. But if you don't, then you don't. Mm-hmm. And, and that's just that. But when you have a whole culture, a whole nation, yeah, that's, that's that, a different level. It's a whole different level. It's a different level. You have a whole different just rise like of people. Yeah. That are just living a completely <clears throat> different reality than, say, people over here in this Western world. Yeah, it's a completely different reality that they're living. Yeah, so it's 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 just different. So people are people are unhappy now. You you said to Mike that you feel like, oh, like that probably has a lot to do with it. If if you don't think that that's most of the issue as to why people are going around. In doing a lot of these heinous crimes like we've just seen, and we'll talk about them certain mm-hmm. as well as everything else I've already laid out in some way. What do you think is going on? Like, what do you think is happening in America where all of these travesties are taking place? We can talk about, you know, these abortion rights that people are fighting about. Mm-hmm. We have the the Buffalo shooting where the guy ran in the supermarket and killed. How many people did he? I think it was like 10. Killed a bunch of black people. Like It was clear that he was going after black people. There was a video of the white dude on the ground, which he said sorry to, you know, after scaring him and continuing on his spree. Right. So and then after that, now we have this shooting in Texas. Yeah. Right. And I think there was another one as well. There's, there's so much shit going on all the time. I mean, but, are we surprised? But now we have this one in Texas where we have these 19 children, I believe. Yeah. I think, and two adults. Yeah, yeah. Something around that. Right. So what do you think is happening? I mean, look, hindsight's 2020. Okay. I may have been a little vague mm-hmm. with my response there. Yeah. I'm certain that, you know, social media and just kind of the expectations that uh, a lot of people kind of set for themselves in their minds that are very unrealistic. That definitely has a lot to do with it. Mm. Um, but I don't know if I can add on to that. It, pro- it you know, it has a lot to do with your community, mm. your upbringing, the people that are around you. Mm. You know, like what what type of what type of household were you raised in? Mm. You know, did it, they say it takes a village? Did right. you have that village? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Or, or, or who who was comprised of, of the what, what was the village? Yeah, comprised what, what of? was yes. the village like? Because yeah. I mean, we've spoken on here plenty of times about just our upbringings and you know how we've seen people around us kind of being brought up in the differences in between the two. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, social media definitely has a lot to do with it because it's creating expectations that are very unrealistic. You got everybody trying to be like everybody else, wanting what everybody else wants. It's actually something that I'm kind of trying to I'm trying to steer my son away from it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? 
he all he you know he he sees a lot of this stuff on on TikTok and you know stuff like that and and you know he's seeing that he's wanting those things for himself and I can't expect him at his age to completely understand where I'm coming from yeah but I'm trying to instill in his mind right now that a lot of that stuff is not going to come for you it's not going to happen I'm not saying that you sh- you know you can't have an imagination and 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 dream and 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 want things for yourself but you also have to be realistic as well. I and mean what is he what is he talking about? I mean, Just, you know, he wants to I think what is what is that what is that thing called? It's some sort of The hype house? Yeah, the hype house is yeah, some house out in fucking California with with a bunch of bunch of you know, a bunch of where all the cool kids is at, you know, doing their little <laughs> You know what I'm saying? This, this shit. Like, doing, doing their dances doing and whatever their, else TikTok doing their, is Doing on. their dances and their faces and shit, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know... L- licking their lips licking their and lips and, and Yeah, you, you know, know, all that, all that shit. Piercing their eyebrow and slitting the eyebrow. Yeah, like, you know, he's like, oh, I want to I I live at the hype house. Yeah, like, oh. he, he want to be like a, like a male baddie. Like, he want to be... Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, and I'm just telling him, I'm like look like i get it you know what i'm saying we've all been influenced of course you know what i'm saying we've all seen some oh, seen yeah. some shit that we were just like oh that's gonna be me you know what i'm saying like <laughs> i was i was i was in the sixth grade wearing big ass fucking pants and shirts you know trying to be the next 50 cent like yeah you know i get it i yeah. get it you know but i'm just trying to kind of just just a little bit by little bit just put the put the thoughts in his mind letting him know like you got you really have time to really figure out who it is that you want to be in this world. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you don't have to try to make that decision right now. Just just chill out. Yeah. You know, and I want to say, oh, you know, just just be a kid. But it's hard to say that when you when all you're seeing is kids yeah. be, doing these things and living these lives and being this person. Yeah, when you're a kid, man, you don't want to hear that shit. Oh, of course not. Like you want to be an adult so quickly. Like you want to get up and you want to do stuff. Now, these kids that he's looking at, the, these are kids. But they they not living a kid life. No, like they may all. be doing some cute dances and stuff like that. But they out there in California, fucking fucking, <laughs> right? Like they're like they're they're, I'm they're, they're doing some other stuff. I'm so it's not it's not as innocent. No, I'm as certain. like watching PBS Kids. Like no. yeah, like that ain't like the kids yeah, ain't like they ain't looking for that anymore. No, nigga, I was when I was his age, I was just I was I was playing basketball and watching SpongeBob. Yeah, like, yeah, no, nah, it ain't it ain't like that no more. And just side note with that with those big clothes, I was telling someone the other day. <laughs> Our our clothes used to be so big that that's how I was able to start stealing more clothes because I <laughs> because I remember going to this nigga had space bro I, yeah. this nigga had space in his clothes to store more clothes this nigga was a walking wardrobe <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember going to Rugged Warehouse over there on Sudley. Oh wow, Rugged yes, Warehouse! Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And that stuff was cheap wow. too. But I didn't have. I still didn't have money. I forgot about Rugged I didn't have Warehouse. A job for a long time. But that's was, not there anymore, right? No, no, okay. no. I forgot what's over there now. I know that Rugged there's. Warehouse. I don't know what took that large space, but you have like Dream Cafe is still over there, okay. you know, and all that sort of stuff. 
Man, have some good, some good times, some good memories and drink cafe, warehouse, smoking hookah. Yeah, I, I went there one time uh, with you and Jess, like once. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but had some chamomile tea. Oh, I can see that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> tea, tea, anything like warm with smoke. I think that's why like coffee and cigarettes are synonymous. Like having something warm because call, like smoking cigarettes and smoking hookah like that dry you the fuck out. Mm-hmm. So like having something warm, like a nice warm tea, like chamomile tea, I could definitely see that. Some lemon honey and some and some hookah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll that'll do it maybe mm-hmm. like a little piece of pie too mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's that's yeah that's, that's <laughs> what the, kind of pie they had in there uh i don't i don't know but it, i could do a lot of different but i could do key lime i could do like a, a warm apple or mixed berry well, it wasn't do, it wasn't grandma's sweet potato no no never that no no never that um anywho but i would go in there and my clothes were so big that i i would go in there and me and a couple other friends and you would just pick up whatever it is you wanted to try out. Now, this was before department stores got hip in general and started having, uh, what are those, the, the trying rooms, what are those called? Fitting rooms. Fitting rooms. Fitting room attendants where they're just people st- standing over there, you know, with they fucking give you big like ass a, belt buckles. and They give you like a, a little thing where it says like how many how many items you went in there with. Oh, see, I don't yeah. even try clothes on, so I don't even know this anymore. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't, it very, it's not very often that I try clothes on. I yeah. kind of know what size I need right. for the most part. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, no, like you go in there with like three items, they'll give you like a little thing with the n- number three and your ass better come back out with three items. Yeah, yeah. Like it's all the same stuff. But so here's the thing. I was going and picking up shirts and pants and sweaters, whatever it is that I wanted to steal. And I would pick up two of them with my hand. Mm. So so it looks like I just have one, but I just I just I would pick up two of the hangers at once and I would go in there with like three different, three or four different outfits. Snake had it down to a science. And I would put all of those clothes on underneath my already, you know, large-ass wardrobe. Like, I would have a 4XL fucking Aniche or, you know, Echo t-shirt on. Averex. You know, nah, I don't think I was ever doing it. Oh, you wasn't doing Averex? I I don't think I was doing Averex. But I would put on these large-ass shirts, huge-ass pants, and then I would put all this stuff on underneath these. So I'd have, like three or four outfits on underneath my already existing outfit. And then when I emerged from the fitting room, I seemingly still had all those clothes that uh-huh. I walked in there with uh-huh. on the hangers. And then I would come out and I would just be like, yeah, nah, like I'm not going to get it. And I would just put it back on the hangers. I'd put everything back where I got it and maybe buy like a pair of socks or something like that. Oh, hold on a second. I got to get the, uh, let me uh, charge this before this goes out. Losing, losing battery over here. Yeah, but anywho, so yeah, so that's the way that I was still close. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's never been like that. You know, I had um, I had a guy ask me yesterday. I got on the topic of DJing, and he was asking me, you know, how it is that I know what I'm going to play. You know, do I have a playlist set up at all times? And I'm like, it just depends on the event. You know, when did this person ask you this? Yesterday. Oh, yes, okay, yesterday. Okay, okay. Um, and he, you know, I was like, it just depends on the event. Like, I don't. You know, a lot of times, like depending on what the event is, I'm catering to a certain type of crowd right, yeah. that's a certain age, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, from a different background or ethnicity. So like, there's certain things that I do have to have. So in that instance, yeah, I might make a playlist. But if anyone ever gives me free roam to just do whatever I need to do and just keep the party lit, nine times out of 10, I don't have a playlist because I have a plethora of music mm-hmm. that I can cycle through. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to know how to keep everyone activated and and going the activated, entire time that's now. a good way of putting it 
That's yeah. a good way of putting it. Keeping everyone activated. <laughs> That's a really good way of putting it. I like that. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. you know, he just, you know, when he happened to, cause dude was, uh, it's funny. Uh, I was, I was, you know, he, he wanted to rent a unit and he came in and he's asking, you know, he's like, yeah, you know, I've never rented a unit before. You know, I was kind of nervous coming up here. I just didn't really know what I was getting myself into. But he was like, you know, I'd really like to tell you that you've been very polite and you've been very patient. And he was like, quite honestly, even just the, the tone of your voice is very calming. Oh, that's cool. And it, you know, it kind of put me in my kind of put me at ease. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. And, that's awesome. Yeah. That's an awesome thing to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure you do, but I, I get compliments on my voice all the time. Yeah. That's, you know what that's I'm saying? Really cool. So, um, yeah, but I was saying to Rachel the other time that it's the specificity of the compliment. Mm -hmm. Like, I like your voice. It's cool. Mm -hmm. But, your voice is calming and it put me at ease yeah. is a completely different compliment <laughs> yeah. Yeah. than I like your voice. It's cool. Yeah. 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 That's, that's a completely different thing. Yeah. So, you know, he was like, yeah, I was just, I was a little nervous. I've never used storage before. I don't know how any of this works. Mm. He was, you know, and he, yeah, he was from like Ohio. He was just here on business and needed, needed a storage just for a couple of months. He was like, I'm new to the city. I don't know anything about anything. I'm just here for work. And he was like, yeah, like, you know, you've been polite. You've been very patient. Um, and you know, he was like, yeah, your voice is just it's very calming. You know, it kind of put me at ease. Like, yeah. I feel a lot better about this situation now. Yeah. And then we just, you know, I got to talking about DJing, you know, just different ways that I use my voice mm -hmm. to do things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's, <laughs> um, that's definitely, that's definitely yeah. really cool. Okay, so when you say you keep people activated, a, a lot of it, so, I mean, you're just, you're looking at the crowd. You're, yeah. you're seeing the response, the way people yeah. are dancing. Yeah, feeling things out, you know what I'm saying? Like, if I put a song on and I'm not really getting the reaction that I thought I would get, I'll I'll end it early. You know what I'm saying? I'll mm -hmm. throw something else in. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I'm not going to play through the entire... Well, first of all, I sh you shouldn't play through the entire song to begin with. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, that is a long... Yeah. But, um, but I'll end it earlier than I would usually end a song yeah. if I'm not really feeling what it's doing for the crowd. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, he was just kind of asking me like, you know, how does that work for a DJ? Mm -hmm. You know, like, how do you, how do you know what to play? And I was like, you know, a lot of times you don't. That's why I tell people DJing requires a lot of mental activity. Yeah. Like when I'm up there, I don't, ha I don't have stuff in my mind like that I know like like I said sometimes I do make a playlist but like when I was DJing at Santorini I had no damn playlist right I was just up there my mind's working constantly thinking about what the next song's gonna be mm -hmm. do it should it be on the same BPM should it be on a different BPM how am I going to bring it in should there be any bells and whistles anything extra like your mind's just constantly moving yeah and all while trying to keep the party going. Yeah. It's it's a crazy I imagine, Yeah, that's <laughs> that I mean that's so important because what we do here now I don't know what it's like for these other podcasters. I would love to speak with them more cuz I think that in general any artist process is so interesting. Mm -hmm. I think I find it so like amazing what the actual specific steps that anyone takes to making their craft. Mm -hmm. Like, I just find that to be awesome because everyone's going to be doing it like a little differently. And some people are going to be doing it very differently. And you're going to hear some shit you never heard before. So I was never the person in like, especially when I was taking college courses where if I had to give a speech where I wanted everything to be written out because I didn't want it to be stiff. I think you have to be amazing to write something out into and to rehearse it a bunch of times because you want to rehearse it because you don't necessarily just want to read straight from the paper and have your eyes on the paper. You have to learn how to keep your eyes up and look at the people as you're giving a speech. 
because I believe that should be part of the grading scale as well. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's a part of the rubric is eye contact with the people. I remember Maybe, that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. And so to be able to refer, <laughs> I, I, I took my interpersonal communications class online, so I didn't have to, oh, to do any of that. <laughs> that's so whack. That is not the same at all. That's not tight. Anyway, I didn't. So, so yeah, so I'm speaking from being there in person uh-huh. and that's so whack. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> and so did you have a public speaking class? Did you take no, that? No, I, I didn't oh, take public Oh, I was about speaking. to say, that's insane. No, I just took interpersonal communications. Uh, I did have to, I had to write like an eight page paper on communication though. Right. And so being up there, it must take a, immense work to be able to write something. Cause one, you, you have to go through like three or four different types of outlines. Like you're brainstorming, you go through whatever sort of outline set you're going to do. You probably have a couple outlines. You're going to do a couple of rough drafts. Then you're going to have a final that's kind of a final. You might go back and want to tweak that a little bit. And then you're going to rehearse that thing a bunch of times. And then you're going to go up in front of the class or in front of the people, wherever you're doing this at, the boardroom, wherever you're at. And to do that and still find a way for it to seem like loose and you're not a robot just reciting words that you've been rehearsing for, that's that's a talent. Like you really got to learn how, or I guess I should say probably a set of skills, but you have to learn how to really do that. It could be a talent too as well. So I, I understood maybe having index cards and having like some bullet points in, in doing it that way. And I think there's something to that too. I didn't want to do either one of those things. Mm-hmm. I wanted to learn the information, like read the books, talk to people about it, have conversation about it, delve deeper into the nuance of whatever it is that I'm supposed to be presenting to the class. And then when I get up there, I know what I'm talking about. So I'm just going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then it, it hones a different part of you. But what you're saying is you have that constant stimulation because you're thinking about what the next song is going to be. Are there bells and whistles? Am I going to cut it out? And what? Like, I don't know what I'm going to do, yeah. but, I, but I'm thinking about it, though. Yeah. And so... In and that mode where you're in front of people, like what I'm doing, what we do here with this podcast, or what you just really do in, in engaging conversation is you're there and you're stimulated by what you're saying and you get that hamster running on the wheel and what the other person's saying and how they're responding to you. Mm-hmm. And you're just you're just bouncing back and forth, but it keeps you in this zone oh, yeah. knowing that you don't have a bunch of bullet points or paper written up or a fucking chalkboard or poster board or vision board that you don't have any of that yeah so it it keeps you in a different place and that's a place i love to be in i don't i wouldn't necessarily expect for a bunch of other people to love to be in that place i would assume that just even the thought of that would give people wild anxiety (laughs) (laughs) however the cool thing about djing is that you got these headphones because As I'm playing a song, even though I'm searching for the song and I'm preparing for the next song, I can play that next song in my headphones, figuring out how I'm going to introduce it, right. in what ways, on what cue, on what beat. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. it's really, it's kind of off the dome in a sense, but I, I at least still get the preparation to be able to to, to introduce yeah. a song when I'm ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's still a lot. It's still a lot going on because... I, a lot of people, even if it came to communications, would like a little bit more than 30 seconds yeah. or 40 seconds to figure it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you're still working on There's still a, a, 
a pretty strict timetable. Oh yeah, no, it's it, the time. The timing is very strict because yeah. if that song's three minutes you, maximum, you're probably going to play two minutes of it. You know what I'm saying? Right. So after you've chosen the song, if you ha- if you didn't already figure out what song, because sometimes I'm thinking I'm thinking two three songs down the line. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. So if you're if you're not doing that, mm-hmm. then you're really working. If you're going mm-hmm. song by song, mm-hmm. you're really working. Yeah, that makes sense. And then you have to work even harder. If you're playing, if you've now gone two or three moves ahead in your mind, mm-hmm. but that second song didn't hit the way that you want exactly. to, yeah. So now you got to make a pivot. That happens. Yeah, that happens. Yeah, now you got to call an audible. Yeah, that that happens. Yeah, that definitely happens. Yeah, that's that's dope. So yeah, I'm I'm enjoying all these other podcasts and the way that people do it, and I just think that it all comes down to everyone is going to express themselves the way that they're going to. They're interested in what they're interested in. And they're going to go about it the way that they go about it. Mm-hmm. I, this is this platform and the way that we do it, this style, this format, this is for me. Mm-hmm. This is what I want to do. But, you know, for all those other ones that are, you know, doing movie reviews and they, you know, they have their scripts out and all that sort of stuff like that's that's how they do it. And like, that's that's cool, too. If that's what you're into. Or, respect. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You got to put respect on their name. And, and that's that's what I'm here to do. I don't want to. I don't want to belittle anyone that's doing their craft the way that they see fit. Yeah. Because for them, it's not all about, they're not trying to put pure, engaging, honest, respectful, present-minded, you know, dynamic conversation, Mm -hmm. right, together. Mm -hmm. Like, that's not what it is. They don't see conversation the way that I do. They don't see it in, in the same artistic they don't have the same artistic integrity mm-hmm. or i should say conversation doesn't have the same artistic integrity for them as i have for it right right so that's 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 kind of what that is but it, yeah but it's awesome it's awesome to get to to look into that so that's a little bit about you know the the whole twitter thing um nice yeah it's <laughs> been it's been it's been a, it's been a I'm glad, I'm glad you're there. Days. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're with us. <laughs> with us. <laughs> it's been a wild few days just with all these different things going on, the tragedies going on, mm-hmm. and seeing the way that different people are trying to handle it and, and, and talk about it. It's it's wild. And we, we live in a wild time. I know that people always say that, and I'm certain that just life has been wild ever since life has been a thing. Yeah. And we're, thing- we're here and experiencing it. And we're so, we're we're older, and our minds are working differently. We're more conscious mm-hmm. when it comes to this type of stuff because this shit's been happening all our lives. It is maybe not quite at this level, but crazy things have always been around us. But it's, at, at it's, a younger age, yeah. you're not acknowledging it in yeah. the same way. Yes, you know yeah. A lot of it is saddening. Yeah, a lot of it is certainly saddening, and it's and it's it's because. When I, when I had Rachel on, you know, uh, episode 117, Just Sit Down, awesome. I love her. She's one of my favorite human beings and doesn't even know it now. Like, she's like, I like her type of person, just respectful, open, here, br- very bright, just, just awesome. And I was telling her because as she told me about subluxations, you know, your vertebrae is being out of place and those causing all the symptoms for a bunch of things. It's like she talked about going in there and them aligning people and then certain people having these wild sort of emotional outbursts. Like some people like laugh really hard. (laughs) Some people will cry like they've had everything on the spectrum. Uh 
in that there's just emotion locked up in certain places wow. in your body. Wow. And and so people react differently. And I said, I could see myself laughing. She said, you're definitely a laugher. <laughs> right. She was like, all the time I've been working there now, you're definitely a laugher. But I said that I could see myself laughing logically based on the fact that I I find it. There's something sad and still comedic about the aspect of life being uh, undue suffering. Mm -hmm. that, that I know that that sounds callous, but I have to explain this. It's there is something extremely sad about undue suffering because it one it's suffering and that undue it it, it doesn't need be mm -hmm. right. But there's also the comedic element because it not need be right. Okay. So so imagine me imagine me putting on some shoes every day and. Every day I'm just telling you, I'm like, yo, Keon, my fucking, sh my feet are killing me, dude. Like they are killing me. And and you're just like, well, I mean, you being the shoe guy, you are just like, well, what's, what's up with your shoes? Like maybe you should go to like one of the shoe places where they can figure out exactly what type of shoe you're wearing. Like what, like what type of shoes you got on? I was like, oh, well, you know, like I wear a size 13, but like these are like tens. Like I just put them on. You'd be like, nigga, what are you doing? You'd be like, Earl. Yeah. Earl. First of all. First of all, that may not even be possible, but let's just say like 11. Like, like yo, you, you're not supposed to be wearing those. No. Your feet are wild. What are you talking about? That's a three inch difference. You can't just, you, why you got your feet cramped in there yeah. like that? That is an unnecessary that is evil. That is undue suffering, <laughs> right? Like it's suffering that I don't need to do because I have other shoes that fit me. Right. I have money to purchase shoes that don't do that to my feet. So it would be like, damn, Earl, like that's kind of sad that like you just walking around here with your feet like that. But it's funny because you're an idiot. <laughs> it's funny because you don't need to be going through that. Like if you only knew that there are some other shoes out there that you didn't have to cram your feet inside or that there are places nearby that would provide that service for you or that product for you. If you knew that, then you would be out of this jam. And so when I said that I felt like I would laugh if I went to a chiropractic chiropractic office is because I would laugh at the fact that people are going in there with certain pains and it's going to take this chiropractic doctor a few seconds and he's going to relieve it. He's going to be like, oh, so you've been dealing with this pain for about five years, right? right. You say it's over there on your shoulder. It feels like this. Come over here for a second. How do you feel now? That's all it takes. <laughs> it's so it's 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 because that pain and suffering that we deal with all the time doesn't have to be there. I know that this can be triggering for certain people because it's like Earl, you don't like certain pain is going to be there, and certain pain and, is. And but there's a ton that doesn't have to be. I was just about to and say that's a fact. I was just about to say they they people start to just condition their lives around that. Right. And it just it's just okay. You, you become accustomed yeah. to it. Yeah. You're like, well, listen, I've just been bearing pain for a while. Yeah. So like pain is bearable. At oh, this that's point. nothing. You know, it's been it's it's just kind of been a thing I've been dealing with. Right. And that if only you knew, right, you're not a chiropractic doctor, so you don't know what needs to be done. But he does. Mm -hmm. She does. Mm -hmm. If only you knew what needed to be done. And so I look at a lot of people's pain and suffering that way sometimes. 
I look at some of the things that people go through and I just say, if only you knew, if only you knew what you needed to do, because I feel like I have a decent idea. Mm -hmm. I don't know your makeup. I don't know your background. I don't know these things. Those are things to take into account. But when you talk to me about a certain sliver of your life and something that's causing you suffering there, I'm just like, hmm. I feel like I have the answer to that. Like, I'm going to be honest. Like, I don't got all the answers. And anyone that is pushing, they have all the answers. You should be wary of those people. Mm-hmm. Right. But I feel like I got that answer. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I like I feel like I got that answer. Mm-hmm. One is because I, I used to do that shit. Yeah. Like, I was doing that. And I'm not doing it anymore. <laughs> I figured some things out. Right. Like, I solved that equation. I don't got I can't do it all. But I solved that equation. And so. It's it's wild, but people are out here, they're going through a ton of stuff and they're trying to find ways of expressing it. And that's that's a lot that's a lot of what Twitter is. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a lot of what Twitter is. Mm-hmm. Is, is a lot of people that don't know how to express things, but they're gonna express them anyway. Babies don't know how to talk, but they're gonna scream at you. Yep. They're gonna try to find a way. Toddlers don't know how to, they're gonna throw a fit. Mm-hmm. So you just think that because people just continue to get older that they matured in all the ways that you would want them to, or that their level of articulation and communication rose as well as with their height. Right. It's, it's not like that. That's not the way it works. The, the larger you grow with in height does not equal out to maturity. No. Right. It, it doesn't work that way. So a lot of people are just, you know, 30 to 50 year old children. Mm-hmm. And they 30 to 50 year old children and they just throw fits because they don't know how to communicate. And that's and that's just and that's a lot of what that is. So that's why I don't I don't take a lot of that. But it but it is saddening because it's just people are in a bad place and they do a lot of bad things. And it's we're just now we just get to see a whole lot of it. Yeah. A whole lot of it. And the more you just press your face up against that screen and focus on it, it can seem like that's all that's going on. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 rough. It's really, really rough out there. It's saddening. And, um, you know, I, I, have, I have no idea what that would be like to, you know, to send your kids off to school and that, hoping that they come back. And and that that's it. That was it. Um, you know, yeah. your 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 man, your your woman headed to the to the supermarket to grab some eggs and some milk and that's it you know like that's that 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 is a, that is a, a human experience that is many human experiences very tough it's very very tough stuff very tough um speaking on let's let's finish up this twitter thread no pun intended let's finish up this twitter thread by <clears throat> speaking on what we were speaking on before we hit this this record button all right which was so? I guess Kevin Spacey is being looked at. He's being looked for in UK too. Supposedly there'd be three people in the UK saying that he's being nasty out there too, touching people, sexually assaulting people. Mike said international cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> international cheeks. International cheeks is crazy. Yeah, gro- <laughs> yeah gra- groping international cheeks is wild. And supposedly that's kind of been his thing, like gr- like gr- groping nutsacks yeah. and like, grabbing what is, asses. What is up? With it's you? a power move. It's a I own you sort of like when when Terry Crews came out with that story that like one of these super uh-huh. like powerful Hollywood men walked up to Terry Crews at a party and grabbed his nuts. 
is looking Terry Crews in the eyes like, whoa, do you know how powerful you have to feel to grab Terry nut, t- <laughs> Terry Crews' nutsack? Yeah, that's a brolic nigga. What? <laughs> Firmly and look him in his eyes? How you doing, Terry? What? What? Yeah, I thought so. Terry, go get me some punch. I thought so. That's crazy. That right? Is. So it's a power move. It's a power dynamic. Uh-huh. And I've seen Kevin Spacey in real life a couple of times. And, you know, he was chill. Like he wasn't doing nothing crazy, right? He's not being frank from House of Cards running around doing nothing wild, but he's just there. Um, you know, I had a friend. I had a friend that told me. I think this was around when the allegations started to come out, but he told me that, you know, he kind of shot like a, like a small shot. Like it was kind of like a little layup. Mm. It was just like, yeah, so like, what are you doing after this? You know, mm. like something like that. And my friend at the time, I, he was he was a he was a good looking, he's a good looking guy. Mm. You know, good looking, like real, like sort of like prep, preppy looking guy, mm-hmm. like hair combed over, not a hair out of place. Just real, just really clean cut. Probably had like a Louis V bracelet on or a Gucci watch. Mm. He was one of those guys. Always had like Louis V or Gucci on him. Just wanted to look clean at all points in time. And Kevin, he said that Kevin threw him a little rhythm. Mm. Threw him a little rhythm. Just threw ask him, him a little rhythm. Threw him a little ah. rhythm. You know, just like what you doing after. Takes two to tango. And he said that there was, and, and supposedly that there was like a bellboy or a valet guy that said something along the same lines. Like Kevin, when Kevin came in, he said something to him too. Like yeah, like so you know you know what room I'm in so you know don't don't be don't be afraid. Oh man, you know just like some you know something <sighs> like that. Now again, this is hearsay. I don't know. I don't want to. I'm not trying to break news here or anything <laughs> like that. I don't know anything. I'm just saying <laughs> these are things that I heard. Uh-huh. I don't know hearsay. Um, but supposedly now he he's got some allegations going on in the UK again. International cheeks. Mm. And I told you that might be the that might be the, the title of this pod. <laughs> International cheeks. <laughs> that might be the title of this pod. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. But 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 the thing is, we've talked about a lot. I I, I never know what, what the title yeah. is going to be. Mikey comes up with some really great stuff. But the point is, at least I believe three people have died that have accused him. Now, yeah, that's the, right. that's the crazy. I, I think that two of them were were suicides, and one we just read was this person being hit by a car. Mm. So, and again, I don't know for anyone that's listening if they had watched House of Cards, but I believe, I truly believe this, that if you're going to be a good actor, which I do think I had. I think I have some acting chops. Okay. I think that if I had put my mind towards it for a long time, I could have done that mm-hmm. because it's the thing of being with the children and losing your mind in their world, mm-hmm. right? Sort of like I haven't been looking at this Johnny Depp uh, Amber Heard trial, but what I what thing I do know is that Johnny Depp is an actor's actor. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, we're talking about Edward fucking Scissorhands. We're talking about Jack Sparrow. We're talking about Willy Wonka. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the Mad Hatter from Alice in Wonderland. We're talking about a guy that's a little nuts. Mm-hmm. Okay, he gets in a wild roles, mm-hmm. and he says that he likes to pick these wild roles because if you get in a wild flamboyant costume the way that he has to for all these roles, he can lose himself. And that he like if you put this stuff on, he can become. That person, that I can thing, see that, right? Whitey Bulger mm-hmm. from, um, uh, I think it's called Black, Black Mass. Mass. That was awesome. Uh-huh. 
Public Enemies is cool, even though it's not like he, you know, he was just like a cowboy or sort of, sort of like a like a rebel of sorts, like a. Yeah. I think it was a bank robber. Yeah, or a he robber. was a bank robber. Um, all the Blow was really cool, but all of his movies are out of the park. But I think if you're an actor, I believe because I've watched so many interviews of actors because they they fascinate me being able to like be chameleons of sorts like that really fascinates me. Mm-hmm. If you are to assume the position of someone that you are not, meaning I have to read this role, read the script, understand this character, and I have to become them, and I have to be on the big screen, or I'm going to be in a play, which is even harder to do because there's not a bunch of cut scenes and you know makeup guys and, and lighting, and there's going to be a director and a producer. Like there's no, there are people in the seats mm-hmm. watching me live Mm -hmm. i gotta i gotta i gotta activate Mm -hmm. i gotta be on i have to do this in front of them so that's a whole nother level if you're like a if you come from theater you're really like wild and that's something denzel washington says like if you want to be a good actor do theater Mm -hmm. do theater you if you are to assume the position of these roles of these characters you are to play you can't judge them that's what they say is you can't if you're gonna play a villain you can't judge them it don't Mm -hmm. matter if you're playing the joker you're playing uh, fucking who is the dude from uh, Avengers? Thanos, Thanos. Thanos. It don't matter who you are. You can't judge them or else you're not going to do them justice. You have to understand them. Mm-hmm. If you want to be Killmonger from Black Panther, you have to understand him. Understand where he comes from. Understand why he is the way that he is. Now, this is a, a technique that a lot of people, especially on Twitter, talking shit about other people and the way they live their lives, don't do. This is one of the reasons why I told you I love third person omniscient books, because it forces you to see things from a bunch of different perspectives. Right. Right. If you start to try your best to truly look at things from other people's perspective, there's going to be a part of you that really understands them, like really, really, truly understands them. Mm -hmm. You don't have to agree with everything that they do, but you understand them. Mm -hmm. Kevin Spacey was Frank Underwood from House of Cards. Mm -hmm. I think he understands Frank Underwood. (laughs) I think he understands him on a deep level. Frank Underwood wasn't the best guy. No. He was doing a lot of wild, underworldish, politician, corrupt, corrupt, nasty, diabolical shit. Mm Mm-hmm. He was killing people. Mm-hmm. He was killing people. Spoiler alert: the show's like nine years old, but he was kill- <laughs> he was killing people, and he was the type of killer where he, he he had a guy killing people for him, but sometimes he would catch the body himself. Damn, like he was yeah pushing people in front of trains, like he would catch the body himself. And so when I heard that Kevin Spacey, the human being, the actor, had these accusations, and it was like wild. It was like I think it's in like in the teens. And not just teenagers, but like teens of people coming out against him in that se- like several of them had died. I was like, ah, OK, <laughs> like, OK, I'm just I just take that into account. All right. Now, you were making fun of me for looking for justice before we started recording uh-huh. because I said, oh, OK, he was charged, which means accusations. Uh huh. 
when you are, they use different term, terminology. When you are convicted, that means you have been found guilty in the court of law. We also know that being found guilty in the court of law all the time is some fugazi shit too. Also, but, also. but we try to trust in the system, usually when it's in our best interest to trust in the system. Because yeah. people move the goalposts when it's time to trust in the system. Uh-huh. Right? So, when people are accused, like him, like now we're stepping back into Twitter. So this is the Twitter thread here. Elon Musk. Elon Musk has now been accused of sexual assault or, mm-hmm. or harassment. Mm-hmm. And he's saying that it's because he's as powerful as he is. And he's decided to be very vocal about his political views. Mm-hmm. And that in this day and age, when you do that, people want to cancel you. People want to shut your mouth. They want to deplatform you. They want to do this, that, and the third, which, which is wild to me. We haven't really talked about cancel culture on this on this on this platform, mm-hmm. but I find it to be pretty wild. I, we've talked actually. No, we have spoken about uh, it. May, in, in yeah, maybe once or twice. But but I, you know, I find it pretty wild. I just come from the era of change the channel. Just, just go listen to something else. You don't have to shut everyone else down that doesn't agree with you. Right. Right. Just allow the conversation to be a thing and. And trust in people to move away from people that are just ridiculous. Allow the conversation to be had and let the cards fall where they may. I think that we're 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 we make a lot of dumb decisions, but we'll find it. We'll find little patches where we where we're following stupid people that have some stupid you know uh, policies and perceptions about things. But we'll find a way back to. People that sound like they make sense when they speak, mm-hmm. that have like clarity when they speak about things and they're not hateful. Like the, we, we'll find our way to those people. So just allow people to say what they want to say and allow the conversation to play out. People will find the people that are true and that are responsible with their words and that are loving and caring and, and, and generous. We'll find a way to those people. We, I, I believe that we will. Not everybody, but people will. Yeah. And so deplatforming and all that stuff is kind of wild to me. Now, he thinks that it's because of his political alliances and saying that he's not so left as left as he was because the left used to be a place of of kindness and of generosity and of openness. But now it seems like the cancel culture, the stop this, the you're going to do what we tell you to do, the you're a racist or you're a bigot or you're that. And they're just pointing figures uh, pointing fingers a lot of time at people with figures mm-hmm. and telling them what they are and slandering people's names. And my heart goes out for some of these people because whether they're rich or they're not, they're people. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's it's one of these moments where people might say, oh, boo hoo, like he's going to go cry into his however many billion dollars. Yes. It's like. I see what people say when they say that. It's like, bro, he's a, he's a, at the end of the day, for me, it comes down to someone being a human. Uh Like you don't know what he deals with. Mm -hmm. You don't know how he feels inside money or not. Like you don't know how he feels. You don't know how this stuff affects him. You don't know. And so I've always been very weary of throwing tags on people, titles on people. I don't, I don't, I don't take that lightly either. Because that shit sticks with people. Mm-hmm. You just start throwing names at people. That shit sticks. And so when someone says someone did something, I'm like, okay, well, let's look at the evidence. Let's read through some stuff. Let's see the court hearings. 
Like, let's let's allow this to proceed because I don't want to be the person that condemns this human for something that because you imagine being in that position. Imagine being in a position of, of, of a of being a public figure and someone does. There was a misunderstanding somewhere or someone wants to get over on you or there's something you didn't do for someone or there was alliance that you took or allegiance that you took with some someone or some ones mm -hmm. and some other people didn't like it. And they made a real smear campaign because smear campaigns are real. Yeah. Imagine that. And Imagine a, a, a conglomerate of people coming together to and campaigning to smear your name and your reputation amongst the world. And even if it comes out that none of that stuff is even true, like all that smear is already out there it's, and it can still affect you in the long run. It's a stain. Yeah. Yeah, you, there have been some shirts or something in the past where you spilled some ketchup or some fun coffee or some shit on there and you cleaned it, but there was a stain there. Yep. Like you didn't get it all out. Right. There was a stain. And you can keep washing it and keep washing it. Now the shirt just dingy. Mm -hmm. Now the shirt just dingy and you got a stain. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like it's it's wild. So my you know, so I just try to take those things into account. Now this Elon thing kind of weird. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> Having said all that, this is what's weird about it. <laughs> because the woman herself, so so there, there's a woman that supposedly, allegedly, started working as a as a flight attendant for his, you know, his cat in his cabin crew for one of his fucking jets that he be on. And I want to make sure I try to get this as right as possible. And she was asked. Now, I don't know if it was by him particularly, but she was asked to get like a masseuse license. Like, now, I don't know about you, but if I owned all of the world, I would just hire the best masseuse right. to come on the jet. Not just I, some girl that I think is hot that I want to touch my body. <laughs> nah. <laughs> that, yeah. I, that I want to touch my body. Yeah, like, right. Come and, on, son. And, <laughs> yeah, so it's like, why don't you just? So that's that's for red flag number one for you. Yeah. It's like this doesn't have to be true yet because he hasn't been convicted. Like we don't like we don't know all the ins and outs. But why are you? Why is she being asked to get that? Mm -hmm. I don't I don't know why. But mm -hmm. why don't you just get a masseuse, mm -hmm. like a real masseuse, mm -hmm. like the best masseuse? Because mm -hmm. it's, it's not about. It's it's not about the therapy. Shit, that's crazy. Because if I have money, I don't care who who it was, what they look like, how old. If you are you if you are the top masseuse, like you're in the top bracket, I don't give a damn what you look like. None of that. Well, that I just want the best massage I can get. That's what it's probably not about. That for Elon. <laughs> you so stupid. You know what's also crazy and kind of nasty about this? What? My grandma called me Elon. Erlani. <laughs> she just shortened it to Elon. You're like, Elon. And the, like the last like six, seven years, she started calling me Elon, Elon. which is interesting, right? That it, it came in like the last eight mm. years or so. She's yeah. like deemed me Elon so late in life. Uh -huh. Yeah. So anywho. Uh, so that's kind of weird. Mm -hmm. What's also weird is that supposedly, you know, he, I guess he had asked if what, if she could 
do a little something strange for a piece of change, right? Meaning he was going to purchase her a horse because I believe she's equestrian. Mm -hmm. And so he was going to buy her a horse in exchange for her to like, I'll jack them off or something like that. But she declined. Niggas too rich to jack themselves off. (laughs) Can't do that. Too much money. Come on. I'm worth 500 billion. You think I'm going to jack myself off? (laughs) Come on, man. What are you talking about? That's crazy. I'm not touching my dick if I'm worth 500 billion. (laughs) So anyway, so... But she proceeded and just was like, I'm not going to do that, but I'm going to just... Because she got the license. Uh And she just... Oh, she did win? I I believe so. Hmm. So I believe she just continued... Right? So so like that's also kind of weird too that she decided to proceed with that. But maybe it's like... I'm working for fucking Elon Musk. Like, who knows how long I work to get to this spot where I work for <sighs> the greatest man in history, right? Like, I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, so you do that. I know. So that's a little weird, mm-hmm. right? That she decided to do this. That's it's also a little weird. Now she signed an NDA. Now, if you're to work in this facility, right, or just on this tier of human beings, NDAs. I'm sure a lot of NDAs being thrown out. So, so she can't speak about these things. Um. And she hasn't spoken about it. All this information is coming from a friend of hers mm-hmm. who is is went to like the business insider. And this is anonymous, anonymous source, right? Because she, she doesn't put her name out there. Mm-hmm. They don't put the other person's name in there, the actual alleged victim. Like none of this stuff. The business insider says that they know the identity of clearly both of these people, but you know, they're not putting it out. And in that article that we wrote, the friend wasn't even privy. The friend didn't even tell, or the I'm sorry, the alleged victim didn't even tell the friend to go do this. Mm. The friend went and did this mm-hmm. of their own accord. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's just like it's just yeah. it's just a lot weird. of things up in the air. It's a lot of weird stuff going on. And Elon did just put out on Twitter, yeah, like I'm I'm sorry, I'm not with I'm not with the left. If y'all acting like this. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to vote. I guess I'm just might have to vote Republican. Mm. And then he also says, I'm like, now see what they do to me mm. or see the little tricks that they have for me. Up there. Now, I, I, again, at this level of, of life and of cor- corruption and politics and technology and money, mm-hmm. we don't know what the fuck is going on. Nah. We just down here some peons. We in my apartment doing a podcast. Right. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know what is going on. Shit is wild. Nah. So all we can do is take these small tidbits of information here and there and try to speculate. Mm-hmm. That's all we can do. So my whole thing is I have no issue getting nasty people out of here. Right. If you nasty, you doing nasty stuff, you taking advantage of people and you have this real grotesque power dynamic element about yourself you grabbing nuts grabbing nuts we we gotta get you out of there international cheeking it up we gotta get you out of here right and also with that being said due process Mm -hmm. due process because we don't need any other people going through any undue suffering Mm -hmm. because of the undue process that they're being granted in people's minds and in people's hearts. You trust the system, dude. What can you do, man? Yeah. Like, what? What? Can you what do? Can, all you can do is shrug your shoulders, like roll your eyes. <laughs> what can you do? You just have to, bro. This shit is tough. Life is tough. Yeah. Okay. That's why at the end of the day, 
you read these things, you listen to these things, you try to allow percolation in your mind, right? All this stuff is bubbling up. You allow an incubation stage to try to cook these damn ideas in your mind and you right. tr you try to wrap your mind around the fucking world. Right. It's not going to happen, but you try your best as us dumb little human beings try our best to do. But we're so stupid. We are we are we are not we are humans, bro. And as much as impressive as we are and as much as we've done, we're so stupid at the same time. Mm -hmm. There's only but so much we can actually do ourselves. Mm -hmm. We don't. There's so much of every single story that we're missing all the time, mm -hmm. and people have no idea about that. People act like they'll read an article and think that they actually understand all the ins and outs of everything that took place, yeah. where of whatever situation that was. Yeah. Like that is what people's minds are. Mm -hmm. They truncate and they completely diminish and deplete everything else that they can't possibly fathom or understand right so if you can't understand something you say well it just must be this then mm -hmm. and that's just not how it works you're missing so many of the puzzle pieces yeah and you just you you and you're trying to call out what the picture of the puzzle is mm -hmm. that makes no sense at all you, that makes no sense so that's that's usually what's going on i i you know i just at the end of the day that's why you can't get lost in the media sphere, yeah. in whatever media sphere it is that people usually get lost in, whatever your poison is, right? That's why it's just best to come back home and, and call your mom, call your dad, <laughs> talk to your friends, go to the gym, eat like eat some nutritious food, maybe read a book, like just get back to your life. Because ultimately... That's all you can control. Nigga, a bomb could hit right now. Right. Right. So in all this could be up. Yeah. So all that all that we can actually do is we can't figure out what's going on with these multi-billionaires and the, the flight attendant slash masseuse on the plane. And we can't figure out what's going on in inside this guy's brain that shot up this school. We can't figure out why every like where exactly all these troll farms are that dis, uh, disseminate, I believe. Yeah. Disseminate all of this vile information and just, uh, I guess you say tender to light a fire on 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 Twitter or mm -hmm. Instagram or whatever it is that you happen to be on. We don't we can't figure all of this stuff out. Mm -hmm. So. It's interesting to think about and to know, and that's where the balance would come out here. It's cool to read some stuff. It's cool to think about some things. It's cool to have some conversation and know what's going on around you and understand on some degree the climate. But the climate even, even taking a temperature of the climate, you can't just do by the media sphere because that's corrupt. Mm -hmm. It's corrupt because people have agendas and there's money moving through it and you don't know who's backing who. So that's not even a way of temping it. A lot of the ways that people do, which people are getting far further and further away from some people, some people are getting closer to it, is talking to people mm -hmm. like what is the climate in your life when you go to the supermarket and you look at people and you talk to them there? What's the vibe? When you go to your job and you talk to people and you look at people and they look at you and they talk to you, what's the vibe? When you're talking to your significant other 
or your child or your mom or your dad or what what's the vibe when you see a neighbor out and you guys are both throwing trash out together and there's something like what's the vibe like those are temperature checks that are going to mean something for you because as we see in the media sphere there's going to be a tragedy that takes place and there're going to be people down the street like I would have never thought that this would take place like what the fuck like you never know where some shit's going to pop up at so you can't you're trying to strategically figure out where you need to be and who you don't need to be around that just looking at your your feed on Twitter is not going to be the most analytical way of doing it. Right. The shit the shit I mean it gets it 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 can become maddening yeah. for people. Stressful. I'm certain of it and I know that it does because we see people go through maddening times. Mm-hmm. I told you I told you back in 2020 that we were going to see the ramifications of quarantine for years and years to come. Mm-hmm. We're not done with that. Yeah. Like just because a lot of states have moved on and, and you know the Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial is more important than COVID and the Ukraine, like it's that doesn't mean that we're done with these things. Right. We're, we're going to see the ripple effects of of people's mental faculties for years and years to come because being locked up alone or with people that you didn't necessarily like or get along with whatever drugs and drinks you were taking partaking in whatever abuse you saw or partook in that's going to ripple for a long time we're not done with that people just stop talking about that right we're not done with that so on to the next thing on to the next thing so yeah all, all that's all that's crazy um and you know as much as people don't want to hear it heart goes out to people I mean, there's. I'm not a policymaker, so I'm not the. I'm not the type of person that can't say that, yeah. right? Because I know the whole thing is thoughts stop, and prayers. Stop saying thoughts and prayers, policies and actions. Right. Like, I, like I get that, but Earl Lonnie Hooks ain't the policymaker, right? <laughs> right. Like I, I'm not that guy, yeah. and my heart does go out because yeah. I, I just don't. I, I just couldn't. I couldn't. Yeah, like I. I, I can't. That would be a difficult thing to compute. Right. That would be a very difficult thing to compute. Right. Yeah. So that's why. Yeah. Life is precious, man. You just gotta, it's, it's hard to even navigate it some days. Well, (laughs) good friends and friends in general, but definitely good ones are at the heart of that. Mm -hmm. Good friends. And and I, I talk about this with friends all the time is I think some of the most important decisions you can make is weeding people out of your life mm. that do not serve you that are that are not they're only causing chaos in mm. your life at this point mm-hmm. like there's just no there's no room for them there anymore but you make room for them and sometimes people just need friends and they're looking for that and when they're looking for some friends you could think that well sometimes you see some people really thirsty for them and it could very well be because they don't have what you have in that regard. Their friendship, they may be bankrupt of friendship, mm. right? And you just recently had someone ask you if you are their friend. <laughs> yeah. And maybe this guy, he don't, there's a good chance, Keon, especially from the, the past story you told me about him. Right. That he just, you know, he, he doesn't have a solid core a friend. I can't imagine that he does. You know what I mean? You can't see. That's what I'm saying. You can't even imagine that he does. Yeah, not not the way he be acting. 
And so if you would like to tell this story, yeah, the floor is yours, sir. This is probably going to be my final story from my job uh, because <laughs> yes. I'm not going to be there too much longer. Um, but, you know, this is the end of an era. Is the end is. of an era. Um, so have we spoke about the Ferragamo situation on here. Or, yeah. OK. Uh, quick, quick wrap up um, yeah. or synopsis is. So, yeah, this guy came into the office several months ago talking about, you know, uh, someone potentially stealing stuff out of his unit, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, you know, he, he comes in, he also wants to pay his rent and, you know, I'm asking him for ID. He's giving me shit about ID. And now it's starting to make more sense why he wouldn't, because he's, he's, he just doesn't seem to have things quite together. He's giving me shit about ID. I'm just asking cause it's the protocol, but I've seen this gentleman before. So I let it slide. He doesn't show his ID, but I know who he is. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I'm just kind of following the rules here. Um, so, I go outside. He's out there, you know, doing things with his car as he usually is. Um, his his tags are expired. They expired in like 2020. I don't know how he hasn't been pulled over. I don't know what's going on with this gentleman. Um, but so, you know, he he and this is just the backstory, actually. Right. Um, so, he, you know, he's telling me, oh, yeah, you know, there's the stuff in my unit. It don't even really matter. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I got on Ferragamo's right now. I walks on the backs of these. Like, it's nothing. It's nothing. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, okay, dude. Like, I, I hate when niggas try to impress me. Like, I really do. Like, I don't care. It comes I from don't a deep care. place of hurt, I, I don't care about your shoes. <laughs> I really, like, I, I like shoes, but the way that you're coming at me, I don't care. Yes. I really do not yes. care. Yeah, that, that does not compensate for yeah. you being a dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, flash forward to maybe a week or two ago, something like that. Um, I see this gentleman again and me and him have had, I won't even say conversations, but run-ins where we're just, Hey, what's going on, brother? How, you know, how you doing, man? Blah, blah, blah. You know, just real quick, easy, whatever. Civil. Civil. Um, I saw him, like I said, a week or two ago and he comes up or I'm walking past him. This time he doesn't say anything to me. Um, and that's whatever. Cause I don't really care if he does or not, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I think I'm about to get on the elevator and he just starts rambling, just kind of like, you know, at that point, he does say something to me and he's like, what's up? What's going on, man? And I'm just like, oh, not too much, you know, just just working. And um, and he says something about um, his something in his car leaking one of the two, the one of the pipes or, you know, yeah. shit in cars that leak. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah. Areas of cars that leak. And he's talking about some girl that was supposed to be helping him out um, with getting that part replaced. And he's like, yeah, man, you know what I'm saying? I gave her the money and everything, but you know what I'm saying? I ain't heard nothing from her. I'm waiting on the part to come. My shit just over here leaking and everything. And he was like, you know what I'm saying? He, he's like, you know, she kind of making fun of me because, you know what I'm saying? I got kind of a, kind of a belly, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's basically just, I, I guess he's just kind of talking about like when they be fucking like, you know, she sees his belly and she thinks that's funny or whatever. And you know, having someone laugh at you while you're engaged in sex is wild. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. And you're not trying to be funny doing yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. It's wild. And so I laugh because I don't know what else to say right now because I don't really care about what you're saying to me. So I let out some sort of awkward laugh like, <laughs> wow, wow, wow. And he's like, oh, what you think that's funny? You think you think because you know you think I can't fuck because I got a belly, and I'm just looking at this nigga like, 
Like I'm not like I, I just I'm just like I'm not I'm not judging you like I'm not I'm not judging you. You know what I'm saying? I, my 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 tone changing and everything. And so I'm, it's still funny. Just like you told when you told me the first time, <laughs> you think he looking at another man, be like, you do, you don't think I can fuck? Because I yeah. got a bet, like, bro. Yeah, I don't. I, tr- I don't even know what to say to you because I don't care. Right. It, like that's not really why I'm laughing. I'm laughing because this is an awkward encounter in general, yes. and that like that's just helping my anxiety at this point. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Yeah, he's like, you think, you think I can't fuck because I got a stomach, huh? And like, and I'm just like, I'm not judging you. Like, I don't, I don't really know. I'm, sh- I'm sure you're great, man. Yeah, <laughs> I close the elevator and I go upstairs. Yeah. So I go up there. I'm cleaning out this unit, and I come back downstairs. This unit contained like a Buddha statue of some sort, mm. um, with the head like completely knocked off. Yeah. Like there's a body and there's a head just on the ground. I mean, on the cart that I'm taking it yeah. out in. So he sees me with it and he's like, what's that? And I'm like, oh, it just look like some little statue somebody left behind. It's broke. And he was like, what you about to throw that away? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's broke. So yeah, I was about to do that. <laughs> and he was like, you can't throw that away. And I'm like, okay. Right. And he was like, he was like, let me, can I, he was like, can I have it? I'm like, yeah, sure. If you mm-hmm. want it. So he goes, he picks up the head, picks up the body. I was like, what, you going to glue it back together or something? And he was like, man, you don't understand this. Like, you can't throw this type of stuff away. And I was like, yes, okay. Yeah, see, so I don't know because he said it that way. I don't know if he's talking about because you said it's ceramic. It seemed like it was like some type of ceramic. Yeah. It didn't seem like it was like handmade. Yeah, you know? like, I don't know if he felt like, you know, it was like artisan made, like he could really get like a few bucks off of this, or like the materials invested in it, or if he just thought... This is like this is a religious or not really religious and uh-huh. really honestly, but like this is a very prominent figure. Uh-huh. You can't just like throw this figure. Like imagine you just like taking a portrait of Jesus and just throwing it in the dumpster. Yeah, like, it could have been that. You know, I don't like, know. Now it's now Buddha's not necessarily the same in that sense, but it's a, it's a very strong prominent figure. Yeah. Like you can't throw that away. So I don't know exactly what now, he meant. Now don't get me wrong. I said Buddha because that that's just what it reminded me of. Uh-huh. It could have very well just been some sort of statue that looked somewhat religious oh, or okay. some sort of icon. I just said Buddha because it was that's it like it, a chubby guy. Was it like a chubby? It was kind of one. It wasn't even like a guy. It was kind of a mixture. It was um. Mm. It's just something that you would expect to see outside of maybe at some sort of temple. Were, of they, some were sort. they sitting uh, crisscross applesauce? Like, it, was, I, I want to say it was something like that. It was kind of a sitting figure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, something like that. Okay. You know? Um, okay. So, you know, that happens. And then for whatever reason, I go back up the elevator for something. Um, and then he starts rambling on, um, telling me about you know, some sort of party that he was going to invite me to, but he's not going to invite me anymore. He was like, yeah, I was about to invite you to a party. You know what I'm saying? A bunch of heavy, heavy niggas. You literally said heavy hitters. He was like, I was about to bite you, invite you to a party with a bunch of heavy hitters. But you know what I'm saying? You laughing and shit. And I'm just looking at this thing like, and I didn't say this, but I'm just like, I don't want to go nowhere with you. <laughs> I don't want to go nowhere with you, dog. Heavy like, hitters. What are yeah, you like, talking what is, yeah, about? Like, what does that mean? Who's in there? What sort of like what sort of opportunities are in here? Who, yeah. Who's in here? Exactly. Who are you rubbing elbows with? Exactly. I don't want to be in that space. Hmm. I don't want to be in that room. I don't want nothing to do with that. Hmm. And so I come back down the elevator one last time. I'm headed back towards the office. He's headed towards the office area as well. However, he's going to the bathroom because he's 
filling up jugs of water, j- filling up like gallons, little gallon of like milk jugs yeah. with water. Yeah. Because he's putting the water in his car. I'm assuming his car is overheating. Right, right, um, right. For right. whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe he's losing coolant and that's right. the part that he's waiting on. I mm-hmm. don't know. Um, so he's, you know, steady filling up jugs of water, trying to keep his car from overheating. People throw that in a carburetor, don't they? Like to cool down. Either that or he's throwing it right into where his the, where the coolant would go uh, in the vehicle. Okay. Um so as we're walking back over towards the office, this was the weirdest part to me. I open up the door to the office. He's opening up the door to the bathroom and he pokes his head like, you know, back outwards. Out, <laughs> right. And he looks at me. He's like, hey, now look at him. And he was like, you my friend, right? And I was just like, yeah. And I closed the door. <laughs> because, dog, that's just a weird ass question to be asking somebody that you don't know. They nigga don't know my name. Nothing. Like, don't ask me that. <laughs> if we were friends, you'd know it. Yeah. We you you would know if me and you had a friendship. It's man. That that subluxation of the of the spine and the vertebrae really that really touched home for me. Because I it's just like it's the best, it's the best metaphor. For us being out of alignment in life and the symptoms that come from that. It's mm-hmm. just the best metaphor. And I I listen to the things that this guy says on various occasions as well as this one. And this is like a four-part story. <laughs> yeah. So he had like four parts to say some wild shit. Yeah. And it just seems... You know, mental health is real, dog. It is. Like, it's real. And remember when RJ was working as security at that hospital, wherever he worked at? I think you, so. Were you... He used to share stories. I know he's had a few like security gigs. That's when that he yeah for sure. And and so this was none of the clubs or lounges, right? <laughs> and he's he's at this hospital, and he said that's when his eyes were really opened to mental health being a real thing because there would be days where he'd see someone, and he'd be talking to him like normal, like one of the patients in there, and he'd just be chopping it up with him. They talking about everything, sports, culture, politics, whatever's going on, and they just be chopping it up real chill, real cool. And to the point where he'd be thinking like, why the fuck are they in here? Mm-hmm. Like, are they just getting like free meals or something? Like this is kind of <laughs> weird. Like this, like they seem like people I know outside of here, just uh-huh. like they like a regular ass dude. And then the next day that motherfucker would be flipping shit, mm. going crazy. He said that there was a dude that was going wild. And I think they, they threw him in some room and he was going wild. And he, I think he like punched somebody, started running towards the room and like did like a front flip out of the room because the people tried to put their hands like the security guards tried to put their hands in front of him. Uh So he didn't leave the room and he jumped and did a front flip over their arm. That's crazy. And hit the ground and started running. That's crazy. And this dude like he had just seen various accounts of people in there. Flipping shit, going crazy, screaming, talking to people that weren't there, you know, dealing with various degrees of schizophrenia and other things. But you'd catch them in another at another point and they'd be completely fine. Just chilling. And that opened his eyes. It's like, oh, fuck. Mental health is for real. Mm-hmm. Like people's the brain is a muscle. And if you are not working it out, if you are not exercising it. It can atrophy with time. Mm-hmm. Like try to lay in your bed for a year and then and then try to get up and run around and see what happens. 
you're gonna fall on the ground yeah. immediately. It's not happening. Your legs, your your muscles will atrophy if you do not. There is a real if you don't use it, you lose it aspect uh-huh. to muscles. Mm-hmm. And if you're not constantly exercising your brain and stimulating your brain in all these ways that we talked about, whether it be the off the top of the dome conversation podcast style that we do or you're DJing or reading books or whatever it is that that gets people there, because there's a, a myriad of ways of doing it, then your brain will atrophy. If you're constantly just dealing with stress and you don't find ways or practices to quell your stress it will have a a direct effect on your mental health. You will start thinking differently. Things will start getting darker. Like that shit, the the light will start getting dimmer. You Mm -hmm. will see shit start happening weirdly and you won't be able to think straight. You won't be able to to logically process and like logically and rationally process the data that is coming in through your senses. Mm -hmm. It it won't be in the cards for you. Mm And you can see, you can actually see, watch someone's mental health degenerate through time. You can watch that happen. Yeah. And it's and it's a, a sad thing to watch. A lot of it could be undue suffering. Mm-hmm. So it's it's wild to watch, but that's for real. When you talk to me about this guy, he's just not that. He's just not put together. It's nah. just the alignment is off. He's got stuff he's dealing with. It's just. He's looking at you, talking about you, my friend, right? Like, nigga, who are you? Right. You don't know who I am. Are you asking me this because you about to do something shady and you hoping that I'm going to collaborate whatever story that you present afterwards? Like, mm-hmm. am I going to be an accessory to some shit? Mm-hmm. Like, what are you? What are you asking me if I'm your friend for? You never know. I don't know, but it's but it's a I, little off keel. I closed the door and I locked it. <laughs> That's what I do. It, know. Literally. And metaphorically speaking, <laughs> that door is closed and locked, double bolted. Yeah, so that's so that's that's it on that. Um, I got I got nothing else. I think we've done a lot. Yeah. I think I've talked a lot. We've expended a lot of energy. We've got through a lot of different stuff. Yeah. Um, and this has been awesome for me. I fucking love doing this. It's getting better and better and more fun and more enjoyable every time. Yeah, this was I a good co- one. I come here. I, know, I feel this. like I say that every time, but this was a good one. Yeah, this was a good one. Uh, last words for the people, Keon? Um, uh, our time is precious. Please, you know, hug your loved ones, your families, your your, your friends. Um, work hard, play hard. Um, do all you know, shoot for the stars. Do all the things um, that you that you've always wanted to do. However, mm-hmm. still live within your means. <laughs> Be realistic as well. Um, you know, a lot of us kick caught up in the Twitter verse and the Instagram verse. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of that shit is fugazi, as Earl said. It's very <laughs> fugazi. Um, and sometimes it's great to take a seat back, get rid of some of the things that have been holding you back in life. And um just just keep it real for once. Keep it real in a lot of different aspects. Physically, um, you know, literally, emotionally, just be as as real and as true to yourself as you possibly can. That's my last words. My last words for the people. First thing I will say is because if you do find yourself amongst the same uh, horde of people that believe that this America or this world, for that matter, is extremely polarized, 
Um, I, I would say, all right, I may not have the same information that you have, right? Because I could be off on that. As I say, I'm remaining teachable, so I'm always up for new information. I'd love for someone to come tell me some things that I don't know. I'm sure there's tons of it because we are much more of what we don't know than what we do know. Mm -hmm. That's just the, the, the gift and a curse of being a human being. There's much more going on in the world than we, that we do not know than we do know. If you think otherwise, you're a fascinating person. <laughs> you, you also need help because <laughs> that's just not true. Mm -hmm. And one of, one of those many, many things are, and this is very, very important, and this is not to absolve anyone of any crimes ever, but it is to elucidate, to illuminate, to broaden our horizons, right? And our, our, our view of the landscape. I know that it's fucking difficult when you're on one side of the fence and you think that those people on the side of the fence ought to be on your side because how could they not be? Mm -hmm. They're they're immoral, they're unethical, they're fucking savages, or they're all stupid. They're all everything that you're not, right? That's that's the blame game. That's the pointing fingers. That's always just what people are gonna do. But if you can grant yourself the fact that everyone on each side is, is thinking the exact same thing. That have to that has to give you pause for thought. That has to at least give you pause. Like, hmm, they they're thinking all the same things that I'm thinking about them. Like, so what is so what does that say about the situation? Well, it says that there's a lack of understanding on both sides, mm -hmm. really is what it means. It means that there are pieces to the puzzle that are missing on both sides, and that neither either side has both of the puzzles. It's not until you're able to look from a third party view. And you're looking at, as I've been talking about so much now, contribution versus blame. Like what don't if you don't have a horse in the race, if you don't have a dog in the fight and you're able to just separate yourself for a second and just look at the data and look at the entire story as much as you possibly can from all different sources. Until you learn how to do that, you, there will always be a them in an us you're always going to be opposing someone fighting someone that ain't for me i like to try my best to to achieve understanding i think that's the most satisfying achievement anyway is really understanding the the landscape as a whole everything holistically doing nothing without intention as what is it scissors mom yeah. right like nothing <laughs> without intention and that's the way that we have to says encounter. Says grandma. Says his grandma. Yeah. That's the way that you have to encounter one another. That's the way that human interplay has to play out. Or else whatever polarization is there is only going to grow. Mm -hmm. So at least on the on the on the brinks, on the uh the fringes, definitely. If it's not that way when it gets towards the the center, kind of in the center 
of whatever spectrum you happen to be on, whatever side, definitely the fringes will go out further and get wilder and wilder. Mm -hmm. So, and that's something that we don't want to see happen because we don't need any shit to get any more extreme than it already is. So that's just something I think that people ought to take into consideration. As much as you think the people that you're looking at that you oppose are unethical and immoral and stupid and monsters and beasts and savages, they think the same thing of you. And if you can grant yourself the the moment of thinking that they are doing this for ethics sake, they believe that they are morally sound. They believe that whatever newscasters are bro- are broadcasting news to them on whatever platform it is, they believe that these are the people to trust. Like, so at the end of the day, like they, they're trying, they just happen to be over there and you happen to be over here. Mm -hmm. It's, it's weird. And I know a lot of people don't want to hear that shit, but that is the fact of the matter. And until we figure that out, we're going to be fighting about everything all the time, Mm -hmm. period. And lastly, I love everybody. Um, Again, super humbled that people are listening to this, you know, people are watching on YouTube and that's few, that's super awesome. Putting a little bit more, you know, work into the artwork of the thumbnails. And that's made me feel pretty happy because I like just looking at a cleaner page. Mm-hmm. So I like the people like that, whether it's my Snapchat or the Instagram or the TikTok or you're on SoundCloud or Spotify or, you know, uh, Apple, whatever it is, I'm super thankful that these people are listening to it and that more and more people are listening to it. This podcast community that I'm reaching out to and getting uh, a lot more entwined with. I love the, the love that they give to other podcasts, the shout outs that they give the, the podcast hubs where they're just, they're just flushing out shout outs to people and content here and there and giving a space for people to come and talk and integrate I think that that's beautiful because we need more lovers and less haters. Mm-hmm. We need more lovers. That shit is awesome. And I love it. And I'm out here and we're going to keep on moving. We're going to keep on doing this. We're going to keep on trucking. I'm going to continue to have awesome guests come on and chat it up with us. We're going to continue to come on here and get better and better and do what it is we do. I can't wait for the, for the, for the guys, for the guys episode. Yeah. When we get all the guys in here. Yeah. That's going to be an awesome episode. That's coming up as soon as you figure out your schedule with this thing and we can get an evening for all the guys to come through. The guys going to come through. We're going to have four or five of us in here chopping it up. That's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. So that's what I got. So this is episode 119. (laughs) Woo! Almost we, a quarter away to 200. We on the way, man. We on the way. I love it. Peace, everybody. Peace. Peace.